I had a dream, which I felt was God letting me know that I was headed in the wrong direction with my faith. I came from a background that believed that Jesus Christ was created. Welcome to the program. I'm Nader Mansour, and we have some amazing stories and experiences to share with you today. This is our special episode number 100, and I'm excited to see what God has done since the podcast was first launched almost two years ago. Over this period, we've had over 50,000 downloads. So the Lord has really accomplished some incredible results, and I really praise God for the souls reached. Now, it's not the numbers that mean so much to me. It's that those numbers represent people. People who are listening to the Word of God and studying it and growing day by day. Their lives are being changed and impacted in a positive way because that's what really matters more than anything else. As the Apostle Peter says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. So I give God praise and thanksgiving for that and for you, each listener who is part of this journey. In today's program, you will get to hear from some of our listeners how they've been impacted and how they've developed in their walk with the Lord. They all share one common denominator. At the center of each story and experience is Jesus Christ, the divine Son of God. It's pretty exciting. You will really enjoy the special program. Here's the podcast. How did you first hear about the program? So I was raised Roman Catholic, but... Over the years, as I grew up, I became an atheist. And what happened is there was a serious turning point in my life where I had a crisis of faith and I began to, to study the Bible seriously for the first time on my own without any influences from any church or denomination. Uh, and in doing so, I, I would often look for sermons on YouTube in addition to Bible study. And I I remember stumbling across uh, Brother Nader's sermon. It was titled The Biblical 9-11. And it was a, a striking message about Ezekiel chapter 8 and 9 and how this prophecy actually applies to most of Christendom today. And I just remember that sermon opening my eyes and changing my perspective on why I had such a problem with most of my Christian upbringing. And I will tell you, the Lord had blessed me in finding that video because it, it led me down the path of, of more study. But this, this prophecy from Ezekiel was so practical and so real. It, it really changed my outlook. And that really started my entire journey to where I am now. My name is Manishka Zephyrin in the state of Florida. I actually found Pastor Nader in the most prophetic way, but um, I had a dream, which I felt was God letting me know that I was headed in the wrong direction with my faith. And uh, I was about to get baptized to a Trinitarian Adventist church. And once I had the dream, the following day, I found Pastor Nader's uh, video regarding the Trinity. So it was kind of divine <laughs> how I stumbled upon Pastor Nader and his community of fellowship. 
my name is Hassan Nabulsi. I'm from Beirut, Lebanon. I first heard about your channel in April 2020. One night before I slept, I added a girl on Facebook. For some reason, she appeared and she seemed to me like an ex-Muslim, now a Christian. The next morning, I woke up with a question from her. Are you an ex-Muslim? I said, yes. So we started chatting about our Christian journey. A few questions later, she said, what do you think about the Trinity? I said, I don't know. Feels like a mystery. I just put it on the shelf. And she said, can we meet? I rushed to her house, picked her up. Then we drove for a while and parked under a tree, talked for hours about Christian history and Christian doctrine, and especially the Trinity. She suggested your YouTube channel. I rushed to my cousin's house. His name is Nahi. Um, and I told him we found a treasure. So the first video was uh, pagan origin of the Trinity, then uh, proving that Trinity, then who or what is the Holy Spirit. After these three videos, I looked at him. He was totally convicted, tears in his eyes. We started jumping on the couch. We were so happy. And from that day, we kept uh, watching your videos and digging more into the father and son message. What's your favorite sermon or message of the program? And why do you really like it? My name is Justine Miller in the United States. There's so many messages that I really enjoy. It's hard to pick just one. But if I had to choose one that really resonated with me, it would be the message of accepted or wondering. And this is because from the background that I was from, your acceptance was based on works and it wasn't really uh, based on the grace and the glory that God gives to you through his son Christ Jesus and so I, I have had a lot of guilt in the past I've had a lot of doubt in the past and that is why this message is just um, a one that I really love and appreciate. My name is Mark Farrow and I'm from Hanover, Pennsylvania. The message that has stood out to me the most over the years is the message, what is sin? Now I've been able to, to understand that sin is more than, than an action you know, that we do. The the cause of, of the reason why we do what we do has been made clear to me. And, I, and I've been able to share that message with so many people, but there are so many that are fighting against that message. You know, the understanding of our condition, I've learned now from the scriptures, I've learned once it was introduced to me, from the scriptures, I see that the condition that we've inherited is is the reason that we do the things we do and that message has just been powerful and it's it's a life-changing message when you understand it and the forgiveness of the lord and and the the justification that we receive the forgiveness and the pardon from our sins is is all due to the fact that we realize our condition and uh 
that message, what is sin, is vital for everyone to understand. And I think that opens the door, the access for us to move forward in a successful way with the power of, of the Lord. And uh, so I'm, I really enjoyed that message because it has so much understanding for us and the success of our walk with the Lord. I'm Janelle Evans, and I'm from Jamaica. My favorite sermon to this date has to be the series done on the family, on the podcast. Reason being is it shows our connection to God, the Father, and the Son as how it relates to a family here on earth and what is required of us as family members. So it just gives me the feeling that I not only belong to my small earthly family, but a, a more vast, a more a larger family, a bigger picture. Like I belong to something so, so awesome, something so unique. That has to be the reason why I love it so much. It just shows how much we are we are sons of God if we only walk in the path that God wants us to. I would probably say my favorite message from the program is Adam and Eve and the Trinity. That that sermon is just a beautiful application of the Father and Son message to something that Christ Himself had pointed the Pharisees to where he said, from the beginning, it was not so, when Christ was answering a question about divorce. And what it is you can see is that God's design, his, his messages, his object lessons are embedded everywhere in our friends, in our family, in our relationships, in life. And I had never really seen that perspective before. So for me, this is going to be the original sermon that actually brought me um, to this point in my life where I fully comprehend and understand what was going on in the Christian church. So it's always going to be the pagan origins of the Trinity, the gods of Babylon. And that was the video that I found that explained a lot uh, because like I said, I literally that Saturday of that week, I was set to be baptized and to swear into 28 fundamentals, which the very first few was to swear to the three God system to which I thought I understood and finding that it was not actually the way I believed it to be was like a momentous event that transpired in my life, which culminated with the dream that I had that basically I saw myself, you know, flying up very high, very quickly, and then just plunging very, very quickly. Um, on very murky water. And the next day, a lot of qu questions were answered for me um, when I found this video. And then that led me to 
concluding that I was headed in the wrong direction about my faith. And a lot of things just opened up where I just started researching and finding all of these answers about this faith that I thought I knew so well because I grew up in the Christian faith, but I had no idea that there was such a huge mask that was thrown over the the eyes of, you know, all of the followers of Christ because we never truly understood what it is we truly believed when we heard Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, we had no clue. And there are still a lot of people out there that have no clue what it is they actually believe in. So my favorite sermon is going to be the original sermon. I feel that unlocked a lot of um, truths for me. Well, I can note something on this topic where I thought that all of your message was a doctrinal one. Until I started watching your videos, like uh, vowels of faith, like how to be like Jesus, um, like um, facing and not overcoming your giants, five steps to victory over sin. There I realized the real challenge of character development by God's grace. And there where I realized where my eyes should be and and what change should I expect? Because before these videos, I just thought that, okay, I'm in the winning team and just just waiting for Jesus to come. And I didn't realize that I was nothing like Jesus. So that would be an awful testimony where people see me, see my character, my characteristics, and then hear from me about the wonderful Jesus. I thought that's going to be a problem. I remember a sermon that you did. It's called Sinai and Pentecost, and you were comparing two mountains. Well, from that sermon on, I realized that I can be at Pentecost and I can be in the presence of God and, and knowing him will change me. Before that, I thought knowing about him will change me. My name is Colleen from South Africa. For me, it has to be praying in the spirit. I used to be so afraid of praying out loud. Sometimes I will, I will start my prayers, you know, very loud and clear. But somewhere in the middle, uh, I'll think to myself, uh, I don't want the devil to to hear this you know uh, there's some things that i don't want the devil to hear you know and i will i will pray some parts of my my prayer silently because i was so afraid that the devil is gonna hear some things there in my prayer <laughs> but uh i praise god that he has helped me to overcome that um now I, I really love praying out loud and I, I really don't care if the devil hears me or not but one thing i know for sure is that he trembles when i pray so god has delivered me from that and i praise him for that
Another thing that uh, I've learned from this message uh, is that, uh, you know, it has encouraged me so much because I, I now know how to count my blessings whenever I meet trials. I am able to remember what God has done for me in the past. And it encourages me to not to give up, to keep on believing and trusting in God. And I find victory that way. So I really praise God for that. My name is Lou Gennetti, and I'm in the United States. Uh, I live in the state of Michigan. So what is my favorite message? Um, it has to be the Alpha and Omega of Deadly Heresies because it showed uh, clearly how the uh, pioneers understood who God was, and it showed how the error actually crept into the church or tried to creep into the church and how it was stopped at that moment. Uh, but running a close second would be the final message. This is uh, not only what is wrong uh, in you know the previous message, which was Alpha and Omega of Deadly Heresies, but the final message is what is right. What? Who is God? Who is Jesus? And who is the Holy Spirit? So um, those two messages really meant a lot to me. How have the messages affected your relationship? with God. Hi, my name is Ray. I'm from Chicago. Um, I had my family start listening to his sermons, and we all were intrigued and, and um, blessed by them, uh, so much so that my, my, my son David was baptized as well. I feel that we are much closer uh, to the truth now that we've been shared with this information that we didn't know about before and that is so important. My name is Tammy and I'm from Tampa, Florida. The sermons have been helpful regarding the Trinity because it really helped me to understand it. Understand it. I had started researching it in 2019, believe it or not, and it wasn't brought to me until 2021 when I was introduced to you and the teachers and understanding the Trinity and my eyes were really open and Wow. So it has definitely improved my walk and understanding of the God that I serve and how important it is to really know him for yourself and not just accept things just because it's tradition. So I am very grateful for that. The messages and sermons from the channel have undoubtedly influenced my relationship with God it has strengthened it, it has brought it closer, because I can now know that Christ is bringing me to his Father, that Christ's Father is my Father. And, you know, when I look back at the Trinity, and I, I think of what a, a philosophical abomination that it is, I begin to understand why when I was young, I, I left Roman Catholicism, and I you know, became an atheist. It's because when you are taught the Trinity at a very young age, you begin to see Christianity as a philosophy. And that's what I used to think of it. I used to think of Christ and his teachings as a very useful philosophical tool. 
But when you come into the father and son message, you realize that Christianity is not a philosophy, it's a reality. And so is that God who loves humanity so much, he gave his son. My name is Melly. I am from the Philippines, but currently living in Canada. This program changed my life spiritually. My walk with God is so different from the time that I learned about this program or while listening to all the sermons. If a person is a Bible believer or truly seeking for God, this is good for them. It is time now for us to to share these things and if this changed my life, this will for sure going to change others too. My name is Bill Thompson. I live in the United States of America in Southern California. The message has been uh, quite uplifting for me. I, I have, before I had a lot of questions about God and the relationship to Jesus, I never doubted who Jesus was. But, and I suppose to that extent, that I actually probably wasn't in the truest sense a Trinitarian, even though I was raised Baptist. But the, probably the, the bottom line of how it's affected my relationship with God is I understand the relationship between the Father and His Son and how that relates to our relationship with the Father and the Son. I'm Lizette and based out of Alberta, Canada. I would definitely say that the messages have affected my relationship with God in the sense that I have a greater desire to walk as he would have me walk and a greater desire to know him better, to understand his purposes and his ways. How have the messages affected my relationship with God could be de best demonstrated um, in two sermons that I had to give in July. One was in July and one was in August. It was the same, same message in two different churches of 2019. When I first um, gave the message, it was on John 3.16, and I tied it in with um, Abraham and Isaac tr and trying to put myself in Abraham's shoes, you know, um, when those three days walked Mount, Mar Mount Moriah. And then I understood just how much God so loved the world. And during that time, both sermons, um, I was a blubbering, sobbing mess the first time. And, uh, and I, I tried it again, like I said, in August. And I said, certainly I could get through it this time, but, but I couldn't. So it was this understanding of how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that has affected my relationship with God. It drove it home even clearer. My name is Bernard Harris, and I live in north central Wisconsin with my family. Because your messages are clear and to the point, we, our family, uh, as we have watched your videos, they have uh, definitely helped our growth and understanding uh, the one true God, his, his clear points that he makes in Scripture. And as you have brought that forth to us, it's uh, made it definitely clear that that's what the Bible teaches. Uh, is, uh, so they have helped us to grow, uh, us and our uh, adult children who live with us. And so we have been blessed and we have a small group in our uh, 
um, home here that meets every Sabbath, and uh, just us and our, another uh, older fellow. And um, most of us enjoy the messages. They're very clear to the point. So they have definitely blessed us in many ways. We've understood so clearly the truths that God's presented in the Bible. Well, I come from traditional Christianity with the evangelical background. What I like a lot about the program is the is the logical sense. It's the studying. It's the reading of scripture and the educational aspect of scripture. I didn't realize that there's an actual education to be learned about the Bible. Um, if you come from an evangelical background, you often find yourself in a church where preachers often pick a subject matter. And then what they do is they basically revolve a sermon based on your personal experience or your life. And so it's mostly, it's mostly just, you know, preaching, you know, telling people what they want to hear. It affected my relationship with God in a, in a, in a very big way because now I realize that that I need to empty myself and make myself available and allow the Lord to work in and through me. And, you know, it's our willingness to be changed and transformed that um, is all we need to do is be willing to be changed. And then he does the work in us. And that, that's just been very, very good for me because I'm, I'm kind of an overachiever. I like to try to go out and, uh, and help the Lord. And I sometimes run before him and, and understanding the message of justification by faith has made me stay out of the way. I, I'm not trying to to assist the Lord in any way. I'm just emptying myself, making myself available to him. And then he does that work. And it's been a very peaceful effect on my life. And I, and the understanding that I've received is just, it's indescribable what it's done for me. My name is Flavia. I live in the United States, but I was born and raised in Brazil. One of my favorite messages or sermons that I have heard before was, um, it's entitled Jesus Divinity. It's so amazing to know that Jesus is the son of God and he humbled himself so much to come to earth to live as a human like you and I. And that's the only way that he could give us eternal life, you know, to go through what he did, to suffer as much as he did, the son of God did that for me, for you, for each and every one of us. That is amazing. What insights have you gained or learned that really impacted you? One of the things that I have learned is that salvation is not something in the future. Salvation has already been achieved at the cross, and it's a reality for me right now. What I've learned is whole to trust God and to lean more on him on a daily basis because these sermons are all show show us that 
God is not just a God of creation. He's a father, someone who his children can rely on, someone who can who his children can learn from and to develop into better beings, the beings that he created us to be in the first place. Insights that have really impacted me. Uh, I'd have to lean towards a, a good, solid, clear understanding of the Father and the Son. Uh, the Trinitarian doctrine, nobody's been able to explain it. Even the best Bible scholars uh, say they can't explain it. And of course, the uh, corporate Seventh-day Adventist church position on uh, accepting it. Uh, this is a comedy of, I can't believe what people don't see. But it, you have to accept that on the basis of an assumption, faith in an assumption. You know, somehow or another, that doesn't set well with me. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, it's really been a benefit to me spiritually, absolutely, uh, to understand more fully the Father and the Son truth. And it's just glossed over in the Word of God, but yet it's so critical to understand. Very, very good understanding. You've got to have that. In fact, in John 17, 3, uh, Jesus admonishes us in his prayer, in the Lord's prayer, that his prayer is that we would know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Uh, I think that's a pretty clear directive. I think the insights that I've gained and the things that I've learned is number one, do not get tied up in philosophical theology, number one. Number two, keep to the simplicity of the scriptures and allow the scriptures to interpret themselves. And don't look to man. Look to God, look to his word. He always provides the answer in the most simple and profound way. The greatest impact has been helping our family to know who God is to understand so clearly from scriptures that he is our God, he is uh, our Father, and that he has a blessed Son he gave to for our salvation. And that has made so clear and has impacted us in a great and tremendous way. I have a war room. When I pray to God, I go into that room. If I remember... Or each time I remember that when I pray, I always ask a double portion, the Holy Spirit, to come to me while praying, to be poured upon me. And it's time I remember it now, now that I know better, that gives me a shiver down to my spine. I have tears this time, I remember that. But now that I know better, now that I know when I pray to God, when I said, my father, when I when I ask for the Holy Spirit, I now I say Thy Holy Spirit. I know it is the Spirit of God, and it's, it's not somebody else's Spirit. And for that, I am so grateful. I am grateful for that knowledge, and it, that is the knowledge that I would like my friend to know. It changes everything. My prayer life 
and my life. Well, by watching um, your videos, I learned a lot how to study the Bible and how the Bible explains itself. I learned how to read in context and how to explain patiently and how to respect and love people who don't agree with me. What's the most successful or memorable way that you have shared Jesus with others? Is when I notice that some clients are in need and I pray for them and I pray with them. It brings tears to their eyes and they leave the place in a much better disposition than when they came. When I left the corporate church back in September of 2019, I left quietly and without disruption. I didn't want to be a disruption to the congregation. In the spring of 2020, I felt convicted that I needed to be a watchman and warn the congregation that was previously under my influence. Uh, the Lord convicted me that I, I, I needed to speak up. Each member received an email as an invitation to study the topic of the Trinity. And that went over like a lead balloon uh, with the leadership there. But a young couple uh, did accept my invitation. And the message that I studied with them, I personalized Nader's message entitled, The Final Message. And the outcome of that is they have been attending our little home group for over two and a half years now. Praise the Lord. Two months ago, God gave me an opportunity to share Jesus with this group of homeless people. I just shared my food with them, you know, and, and told them about Jesus. And it was an interesting evening, I tell you. <laughs> and I prayed with them in the streets there. And I saw God waking. And it's, it was a blessing. I'll never forget that experience. I think the most successful way uh, that I've shared Jesus with others is when I've told them how he's um, or what he's done for me in my life. I, I've been saved a couple times. My, my life has been saved a couple times. And I can share that. And they cannot argue with that or, and they cannot deny that uh, as they could maybe with the Bible. So my life experiences, I think, are the, um, the best way to uh, share Jesus with others. What is a favorite Bible promise that really helps you in a difficult time? One of my favorite promises from Scripture is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, God is faithful. And all we need to do is confess, and He will forgive us and cleanse us. And that is such a great and precious promise to me. My favorite one is Revelation 21.4. The promise that there will be no more tears, and I hang on to that. So much suffering in this world, so much tears, so much sickness, but a time will come when all these things will be wiped away. And I am looking forward to that promise. 
My favorite Bible promise is found in Hebrew 13.5, where it says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I think about uh, John 14, verse 18, where Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. I thank God for this promise and for this truth. I thank God that Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Because when I first believed, I went to a Pentecostal church and I was not comforted at all. It felt like a shamanic tribe, you know, calling on the Holy Spirit with, and saying fire and, and speaking in tongues. Like, it felt weird. I didn't want, it, it was very mystic. I didn't want to, to get to know it, you know. So I thank God for Jesus Christ our comforter and I can think also about an awesome promise that I live for which is in Revelation 21 4 where where God says that he's gonna wipe away all tears from our eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall be any more pain for the former things are passed away well my favorite Bible promise has to be Matthew eleven twenty eight, which says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is so because I used to suffer from anxiety. I was anxious over every little thing. My health, my, my, my spirituality with Christ, my walk with Christ, all of that stuff. And I remember reading the Bible one day and I came across Matthew 28, verse 11. And from ever since then, I have received this promise and I've tried to live by it. And it has cured my anxiety. The thing I'm most thankful for this week is that our island was supposed to be struck by a tropical storm. However, it wasn't. Just a few hours before it was supposed to make landfall, it actually shifted. And I tell you, to what we've seen from the outer bands of it in which we got, if that storm had made landfall, it would have been catastrophic for Jamaica. And I know that only the grace of God and through prayer <laughs> did that storm shift because I've, not see, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it was on the warpath. And in the nick of time, I mean, the storm shifted and the, 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 the warning was lifted from the island. The entire island was in shock and disbelief. And I know that only the grace of God could have done something like that. What is the best spiritual advice that you've ever received and why? I was raised by a, a, a very godly grandmother. She was always reading the Bible, always reading it to me. And the best spiritual advice uh, she gave me was uh, come closer to God and God will come closer to you. Um, the fact that if you always are aware of his presence, your life will be different in a much better way. The best advice that I receive 
Actually, I have given it to myself not to look at men, not to look at what they're doing, but to look up and to look at Jesus' example only. Likely the best spiritual advice I've ever received is contained in two verses, John 3.16 and John 17.3 in the Lord's Prayer. Those two verses kind of sum up, I think, the best spiritual advice that people could be could receive from anybody would be an understanding of those two verses. The best spiritual advice I've ever received? <laughs> Very simple. Don't look down, look up. Well, the best spiritual advice that I think I've received is, is the scripture that tells us, be not deceived, that many will come in my name. There are many that I've studied with over the years, many, that I believed, you know, oh, these guys are, are the truth. And, and, and they weren't preaching total truth. So we must go to the scriptures. You know, there's not, nothing wrong with listening to men. And, but we must, the ultimate source must be the, the scriptures. So test everything that's being taught by the word of God. You know, we can't sit in the pews and, uh, or in our homes and just trust that we're being fed the truth because it's been my experience that we're not. And I'm sure many of you have also. So we must test all things by the word of God. So that advice has been priceless to me. And, uh, and I turn to the Word of God no matter what I hear. And that gives me discernment as to, as to who has the truth and who doesn't. I was raised a Catholic, and I wasn't really taught to read the Scriptures at all. Um, just listen and follow. And so the best advice that I ever received was when I was in the service, uh, a, a, a older gentleman he was a Baptist at the time, um, encouraged me to read the scriptures and to read the Bible. And so I was able to get one and read that. And that was to daily take part of the Word of God and keep our minds focused on that. That's the best advice that I've ever received. And it's the best advice I can give to anybody. It's the only way that living a word of God that can come into our minds and encourage and lead and guide us each day. That's the best thing we can ever do. It's a very simple message. Believe God and believe his son. They have done everything they can to bring you home. Have faith and trust them. Something special that happened to me this week was that on October 1st, 2022, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It was a very special and emotional occasion for me. I came up out of the water crying and that seemed to make other people cry, which wasn't my intention, but it was just very sweet and just very humbling. I came from a background that believed that Jesus Christ was created, that he was the son of God, 
but in a literal begotten sense that no he was he was just the he was just special and that he was the first angel created they didn't even really assign him his proper title as son so when i discovered the truth about jesus his relationship to the father and that he is divine through inheritance just the knowledge and the understanding of the identity of jesus has transformed my walk tremendously and the transformation within my life truly started happening when I understood Christ's identity and when I saw him as the son of God. And so I just include that um, because I really truly believe that knowing and understanding and identifying Jesus for who he is really makes all of the difference. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not on all the evil in this world. Let's elevate our minds to the things that which are from above. Time is short. There's a night coming where no one will be able to work. Let us do the work that God has given us to do. Let us be about our father and his son's business. I pray that you have been blessed by this program. I certainly have, and I praise God for what he is doing. I am grateful for each one of you who was able to share their story with Jesus. Let us continue to share his goodness with others. May God richly bless you through his son, Jesus.